This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Mike Ross, filling in for Dave. Great to have you on the show with us today. We're talking Google now. As we are speaking, Google is presenting new devices at their Pixel 7 event in New York. And joining us to talk more about that is Mark Aflalo, one of the hosts of Double Tap, which airs daily at noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. He is in Montreal this morning. Good morning, Mark. Morning, sir. How are you? I am great. Thank you. Um, okay, so this is an event that's been on for roughly an hour or so. Uh, not even. You, not even? Half hour. 30, know, half 30 half minutes. Hour. Perfect. Yeah. What are your initial impressions in those 33 minutes? Well, I mean, a couple things. They've they've already teased the uh, Pixel Watch, which we'll be talking about in a second. They haven't given all the details yet other than that there's a new dome design. It's a round watch with a glass dome on top of it, which gives you this very cool illusion of this infinity edge. So no bezel around the actual display, which is really cool. They've talked about color availability and black, silver, gold, and all stainless steel. A new watch band system that clicks into place instead of what Apple's been using and other companies have been using where it kind of slides into the body itself. This one clicks in to have a really cool seamless design. Of course, multiple watch bands and stuff like that. Um, big focus on privacy this year. They're talking all about how they're using software and hardware combined to make everything more private. Everything they're announcing from some new tablets to the Pixel 7 phones. Um, lots of really cool stuff, but I know you. I know you've got questions, so I'll let you yeah. get to them. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's talk about devices, right? Yeah. Uh, aside from watch bands and things like that, accessories, but devices, new devices that uh, that are being introduced. What's sort of jumping out? So obviously, the Pixel Seven. Uh, it's a new six point three inch device in terms of screen size. Um, they've really gotten gotten nice and sleek in the design. There is a camera bump on the back of this. On the, on the regular Pixel 7, because there is a pro version, um, you've got a matte finish and two-camera system on the back, 4K front-facing camera, which is really cool for selfies and, of course, those people using it for TikTok videos. Um, <laughs> All-day battery life is something that they're touting a really, really big. Um, their own processor, this is the second generation of uh, Google Pixel phones. They use their own processor, something they're building in-house, which, again, you know, I talked about privacy. They're really pushing the limits here. They're saying that the processing and the way the hardware and software works is equal, if not greater, to what they're using on their hardware and software in the cloud platform, like on people's servers, which is pretty pretty insane. And then, of course, you know, what stands out is really the Pro model. It's a 6.7-inch screen much brighter, a very thin edge on this display, one little punch, you know, punch hole camera or uh, hole punch camera on the front for the selfie, but four cameras on board of this device. One, of course, is a, like a light, LiDAR almost sensor camera, three main cameras on this, incredible all-day battery life as well because it's bigger. They're able to get a larger battery in there, uh, pro-level camera system. This has a nice, instead of that brushed aluminum design, this has a shiny aluminum design on the camera system itself. Um, it, it, it's insane. You know, it crashed it. One of the funniest things, uh, you know, they said right off the bat was they made, kind of made fun of without really making fun of Apple's latest devices. They talked about how they've been doing stuff for a very long time. Things like crash detection has been out for three years. 
uh, they talked how they were complimented by other people copying their stuff, even though they've had it for like 10 years now. They talked about the first Pixel having an always-on display like seven generations ago. Um, a lot of fun stuff coming out, and it's still ongoing. It's going to be going on for another about 40 minutes. So we're going to, of course, recap everything on Double Tap at noon, but lots of stuff, lots of stuff coming out. Let me sort of go back about, sure. I want to say, probably a dozen years or so. And, <laughs> and a friend of mine had, like, we were, I, I remember this as if it were yesterday. We were, were sitting around in his backyard. We're all talking cell phones. What do you have? What do you use? What's your cell phone? Now, at the time, I had an iPhone because it was a work phone. And, and I said, well, what do you have? And he says, oh, I, I couldn't afford the, the iPhone. I have a Google phone. And we all kind of went, what? A what? A Google, a Google phone? phone? <laughs> what is a Google phone? And he swore up and down, best phone he'd ever had at that point. What about the evolution of Google and th- th- that brand when it comes to phones? And, and what do you say to people who got in on the ground floor way back when with Google phones and how much it's evolved now? Well, the thing that sets apart a Google branded phone is that it's not like the Samsungs, the HTCs, the Huawei's of the world that get an Android device and they put their own skin on top of it. They add software, they make, they tweak things to kind of make it their own. When you buy it from Google, you get Android out of the box like they intended it to be used. No skins, no bloatware, none of that stuff that gets in the way of the experience. And that's what people really love. They call it the Google vanilla experience because it's just plain Google's Android operating system. Over the years, that focus on software really has become more and more prevalent. Now they're shifting to the point where they're also making a lot of the hardware themselves in terms of the chips, not necessarily the devices themselves. They still farm that out. But they really focus on that software experience and pushing it to the max. When they talk about all the features that come out on Android, they want you to experience that on a Pixel device so you know how they intended it to be used. The best comparison, Mike, I can give you is when Microsoft comes out with a Surface computer. They're not out there to really make a big imprint on the software, on the, on the laptop market. They have tons of partners that will do that for them. They're there to give you a blueprint and say, this is how we intended Windows to run on hardware. Now you take this, go ahead and make it your own. But remember, this is how we intended it to be used. Don't mess with it. So Google's doing the same thing. While they know they have so many partners out there who are using Android, they want to show the world this is how we intended it to be used. And this is how we are showcasing our deep, deep, deep learning and experience in search and how we're implementing it. And you should be doing the same. So I think it's evolved quite, quite well. And I think that anybody who really got into it on a ground level when it did come out, they're the ones who don't really turn back. They're the ones who make fun of the iPhone users when the iPhone comes out with features that they've had for so many years. You know, Apple, when they come out with stuff, they refine it a bit more. So, of course, you've got that battle. But it is an interesting paradox. Right. Um, all right. Back in May, Google announced that they'd be introducing the Pixel 7, the Pixel 7 Pro. Um, what are we talking about as far as differences there between the two models? What's what's a Pixel 7 versus a Pro? So, I mean, the Pro really these days ends up being a better camera system and better processing power because they can fit more into the device, the larger batteries. So you'll get a longer battery life on the Pro. You'll get that extra camera on the back. So those people who buy a phone for the camera or buy a camera for the phone, 
um, will get a better experience on the Pro, which is what honestly it's one of the reasons that I get a Pro model of an iPhone. I want the better camera system because I'm using it as my day to day kind of point and shoot camera. So you get that. You've got that. So you got the three cameras. You get um, a little bit better processing power, more RAM and more memory on board, more battery life because they've got the room for it. And it's a bigger screen. You know, it's a bigger screen, which is not only a good thing for people who just want more real estate. But, you know, think about the accessibility point of view, people with low vision who want to make it bigger, people who are older like me who want to make it a little bit bigger on the screen. You know, you have that real estate to go with and you have that extra battery life. I find, you know, this year I'm using an iPhone uh, Pro, but I'm using the smaller version not the Pro Max. And I'm finding that I'm, I'm the battery dies pretty quick on me and I'm not used to that. So I'm plugging it in more. And I'm doing things like that. So there is a little bit of advantage on the Pro models other than obviously just the display and the camera. Yeah, I'm doing the uh, thumb and finger expansion of the screen yeah, a lot sure. more nowadays right. <laughs> too. Absolutely, I hear you. Uh, okay, tell me a little bit more about the first ever smartwatch here from Google, this Pixel Watch. You talked about a dome. I'd be worried about smashing that thing, knocking it around. Um, how popular do you think this could be? So it, it's going to be popular because, again, it's another way for people to experience Google Wear OS, which is their operating system for watches. They've always gone with the round design, which is, I think, a very big difference from them and other smartwatch companies. The round design is extremely versatile and, and it fits a lot on the screen in a very unique way. The dome glass is all made out of sapphire crystal, so you can bash that as much as you want. It's as power, as durable as a Rolex is going to be, or as any other really high-end watch, which is great. Processing power, again, they're using their own processing on board, which means that a lot of their AI and stuff happens on the watch itself and not, doesn't necessarily need to connect to the cloud. So you can use that on the go for things like mapping and workouts and stuff like that. Um, they're still diving into the the actual hardware and the specs and the operating system as we talk about right now. So other than that, I can, you know, the colors, black, silver, and stainless steel, the new band mechanism I talked about at the top, and the round and the dome is about all I can tell you. But you're going to have to queue to the double tap at 12 because they're walking through the entire thing right. um, as we sit here and wait. It sounds very futuristic looking. It always like, does, right? though. It always sounds futuristic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it blows my mind when I think about when I first came on board here at uh, AMI and the first time I ever talked to Mike Agarbo and yep. we were, we talked about wearables at the time like that was that was the term that was the big thing wearables and it was like what what is a wearable and we start talking about a watch that at the time was going to count the steps you take in a day and was going to monitor yeah. your heartbeat that's Glorify it Fitbit, that's, right? it. You know? that's it that's <laughs> it like yeah. that's all it was doing and fast forward seven years, and like it, it's just it blows my mind how the technology is, is just constantly changing, and almost like every six months, there, there's something new from Google or from Apple or from Samsung or from one of these companies. Like it's just it's mind blowing how rapidly things are yeah. are changing compared to twenty years ago. And you know what? I think software really helps define that because I think a lot of these devices now. Uh, the soft, the hardware is so advanced that they can update software that really bring new features. You don't necessarily need to be buying the new hardware year in and year right. out anymore, which is kind of cool. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, Mark. Thank you very much for this. My and pleasure. We'll, we'll be tuned in at noon Eastern time on AMI Audio. Looking forward to it. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. 
Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Juita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.